With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. As we get into the second week of OTAs for the Seahawks, organized team activities, let's go back to the start of OTAs on the 23rd of May. It was on that day that we got a chance to hear from head coach Pete Carroll as well as two players from each side of the football. Let's start with Pete. First day of uh, really getting OTAs going. And uh, how this works is the first phase one, phase two section of, of the offseason is really in preparation for this and, and to get us ready when we finally get a chance to, to work against the other side of the ball a little bit. It's very controlled, and, and uh, we don't do any 11-on-11 at all other than walk through stuff. So, um, But... We've orchestrated it so that we'll get a lot of learning done and hopefully we can see where we are, um, you know, as, as the players fit together and as the schemes come together on both sides. And, and there's a lot, a lot of information we're gathering. So uh, it's really fun to finally get out here, put the helmets on and, and kind of play fake football. Before we get more into the football side, Carol talked about the importance of Title IX and how it provided a scholarship opportunity for his wife. The 50-year anniversary of the law is this month. Particularly that we just saw the Women's soccer, you know, I mean, how long does it have to take, really? How long does it have to take to recognize that there's an inequality and stuff? You know, I don't know. But that Title IX hit years ago. Um, I don't mind saying that my wife was the first scholarship athlete at UOP no, because of Title IX, you know, and, and uh, that's how we knew about it way back then, you know, and that's back in the 70s. And, and amazing that there was an awareness to know then that there were some real issues. There was awareness all the way, way back. Um, but at least Title IX, you know, kicked, kicked it into gear. But to think that we're still battling, nah, you know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me at all. But it's a good thing. And, uh, and you know, we got to get better. So you got to recognize your issues and then you, you, you work at it and you come up with solutions. Title IX was a solution at the time. It wasn't always treated properly. You know, it was misused and stuff in, in a lot of different places and sports and, and all that and spreading the, the wealth around. It wasn't done well. But um, it's a step in the right direction. And... Uh, you know, anybody fighting against that, you know, right now, or, I don't get it. Man. You know, it's equal. Equal is what it should be. And I'm thrilled for the soccer illustration. It, it's sick that it's taken this long. But uh, that's got to spread everywhere. It's got to be, you know, men and women deserve all the same opportunities. Carol also talked about receiving an honorary doctorate from his alma mater, University of the Pacific. It was really a slice of, uh, of you know, the history for Glenn and I to, to go back and see that see the campus and to be part of it. We haven't been around a whole lot. You know, I've stopped in for a couple things over the years. The place looks great. Um, the leadership is amazing. Uh, President Callaway, his wife, the, the way that they've turned the direction of the university. It was, so to be part of that and to see that kind of my eyes opened up, our eyes opened up to, to how things are going. And then to take part in a celebration that, you know, graduation for a lot of people. And then, you know, they, we were the only people that were honored on that deal. So it was, it was very special and, and uh, really proud to be part of it. Getting back to the Seahawks, here's what Carroll had to say about quarterback Drew Locke. He's right with us. Um, you know, Gino really has the package nailed, you know, and so I, I get I have that to gauge him on. And so he's hanging with G uh, throughout all of this. 
and uh, we're we're not holding anything back. We really have just unloaded the the, the installation at this time. He's doing well. And whether it's Locke or Geno Smith, the quarterback position got a new weapon at OTAs in wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. Well, we have some background with him in that uh, Sanjay has coached him before, and they have a you know a, a relationship that that gave us really insights. He's extraordinarily fast. Uh, he's a gifted athlete. Gosh, he, he came right out here day one, and he he still shows that he's you know he can fly. Um, uh, he's a real disciplined route runner, and, and he's also uh, a guy who's played all the spots. So um, I'm thinking that uh, he, he will add something, one, what he brings athletically, but also his background and his makeup and, and his versatility. I'm hoping that you know, it'll just rub off on other guys as, as he goes through it. I'm not asking him to be the mentor to anybody, but, but Sanjay will, will use him accordingly to, uh, to demonstrate stuff and, and do things that, you know, that he's coached over the years and that uh, – you know, the keys can do. So um, I'm, I'm excited. Anytime somebody brings something unique, which this guy is, is historically really, really fast. Um, and uh, we played against him and, and we have respect for him from all of that. So um, we really thought seriously about drafting him way back when. And, and so uh, happy to get it done. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. Here was Carroll's update on rookie Tariq Woolen. Wednesday's his day uh, to, to come back out and go. So uh, he ran really well today and looked really good conditioning-wise and all of that. Just wanted to just buy him a couple more. Um, I'm 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 really intrigued by by you know this opportunity for him. He's a rare athlete um, in size, weight, speed, and all that um, history background. You know I like the receiver background uh, in for a number of reasons, um, but I can't tell much yet other than. He, he fits the bill and, and he's, he looks very comfortable in the things we're doing. We have, he has been through walkthroughs. He has been breaking the huddle and doing that kind of stuff. So he is showing us, you know, that he has a, an awareness of what we're doing. All, but until we really get him out there and, and, you know, we get the one-on-ones in camp and all that kind of stuff, we won't really know where we are. Let's wrap up Pete's comments with a few words on the linebacking duo of Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton. He's feeling it. There's an example of a guy that is feeling the opportunity, you know, that he knows he's in front. He knows he's, you know, he's got to call the shots and he's going to make the adjustments. He and Cody in particular, both those guys are engaged with, you know, this level of communication that positions them to leadership. And, and so it's, it's fun to watch. And, and uh, um, I, I can tell they're, they're, they're really accepting that, you know, that challenge, you know, and, and so it's not something we're not talking about. We're, we're on it, you know, and, and it's, uh, there's something really concrete about this, this, transition right here that's important for those guys and important for us as pete talked about brooks we also get to hear from the man himself here's jordan talking about the defensive adjustments made under new defensive coordinator clint hurt and what he makes of the hire it's been a good challenge um anytime you got something new take a little bit of time for everybody to get adjusted to it but um i think it's been going smooth these last couple weeks just getting in the playbook and um really getting familiar with new terminology. So it's been good for us. I think everybody knows behind the scene that Coach Hurst always been a good coach. It was no surprise that he got the promotion that he did. And so I think he's been handling it great. Um, me and him have been a lot more communication just because position I'm playing, he's the new DC. So I think he's been doing awesome. We also heard from a fellow Seahawks defender in cornerback, Justin Coleman, who raved about new coaches, Carl Scott, who came from the Vikings last year, and Sean Desai, who was the former Bears defensive coordinator. Honestly, they're great coaches, you know, intelligent. They know what they're talking about. You know, they know what they're doing. They know how to coach well. And, um, you know, I'm glad that there are coaches. And let's just be honest, like, these guys are really good coaches. And, and you know, I just look forward to, you know, being able to play alongside my teammates and, you know, have them coach me. 
Flipping back over to the offensive side of the ball, here's tight end Will Disley on his new teammate who came over from the Russell Wilson trade, Noah Fant. He's a great addition to the room. Uh, he's a golfer, so, you know, he's got a one-up in my book. But, uh, you know, Noah's just one of us. You know, he wants to work hard. He wants to have fun. And, uh, yeah, we're just excited to have him. He's a good guy. And finally, we heard from wide receiver D. Eskridge, who touched on what he learned most from his turbulent rookie year. Obviously taking care of my body more so. I was always one of the guys that take care of my body, but it's obviously more than needs to be done. So I would say that um, more than anything. Yes, we would love to see Eskridge take care of his body even more so than he was before, especially considering if you listen to the latest episode of the Seahawkers podcast, he was one of the guys who we are counting on as a player who can really help propel the offense in 2022. So Check that out, SeahawkersPodcast.com, if you want to listen in and get the full conversation there. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Head on over to FieldGoals.com. John P. Gilbert, if you're wondering about Chris Carson, how he could impact the cap, whether he plays, whether he potentially retires due to his injuries, John P. Gilbert has a look at the story there. And they're also going to see some cap space opening up coming Thursday. John P. Gilbert covering all the cap news up at fieldgoals.com. Check that out. And if you're one of the Seahawks fans looking to travel to Germany to catch the Seahawks Buccaneers game, there is a Mookie Alexander fan shot that has some of the ticket price information. So if you want to check that out, that is also up at fieldgoals.com. I'll be back later this week. We are going to close out the rookie series. That's coming up. Likely more coming from OTAs. And we'll see what else we can fit in there as well. Be sure you're subscribed to the show, sbnation.com slash NFL podcasts. And until next time, go Hawks.